The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. If you are hiring and you need help identifying, vetting, and recruiting five to 10 finalists that fit the profile of your institution, then reach out to Rising Coaches. We have experience helping organizations hire ADs, head coaches, and assistant coaches in every sport, and even corporate positions. Our prices are designed to fit small college budgets. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com. Rising Coaches events are back. This summer, we have two live in-person events, and we can't wait to see you there. The Rising Coaches Conference West will take place in Phoenix, Arizona, June 17th through the 18th, and the Rising Coaches Conference East will be held in Atlanta, Georgia, July 6th through the 7th. Both events are right before major recruiting tournaments uh, in those cities. Uh, so come a day early, attend the conference, and get some recruiting done while you're there. All information can be found at risingcoaches.com. Uh, events are $199, but if you sign up before May 22nd, you can receive a $25 off discount. Uh, and if you're a Rising Coaches member, you'll receive $100 off. If you're a member, head to the member site for the coupon code and receive your discount. We can't wait to see you guys there. Really happy to have Bill Wilson with us, the AD at uh, Montana Western. I uh, was a former uh, women's coach, uh, basketball coach, and uh, now is an athletic director at Montana Western. Also have Adam Gordon, who very rarely makes an appearance with our group, but we're very happy to have him today and tonight to talk about um, administration uh, with uh, Bill and then some search firm stuff, information with Adam. I know you guys are all looking, getting the inside information about uh, who to network with. And I think it's really important as coaches, we network with ourselves, trying to get to for recruiting jobs, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, admin makes the decisions on what, what happens in the administrations talking with search firms and that stuff, even at the smallest college level now. So this is a great opportunity for you guys to ask questions, how the system works. Um, our mentors, our, our mentees, anybody on the call, please feel free to ask any questions. Um, I'm going to let Bill start, then let Adam kind of add some stuff and then we'll do some Q and A. I'll, I'll start it off and we'll go from there. So really happy to have you, Bill. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. Really appreciate it. And um, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, thanks, Matt. And, and I appreciate the opportunity to visit um, with those of you on the, on the Zoom and, and hopefully can provide a little bit of insight. Um, I've been where you are, um, no matter where you are, because I've done a lot in this profession. I've been in it 32 years. Uh, as Matt had mentioned, uh, I was a head women's uh, basketball coach uh, for 16 years, both Division II, Division III. Uh, did my undergrad at Eastern Kentucky University at Division I school, so I had a, my only experience in Division I, but some experience, uh, and got my master's at Slippery Rock University, and ultimately got into uh, administration, and just like everything else uh, that kind of happens in throughout your career, you, you never really know when it's going to happen. One day the president calls you in, and I was the assistant AD and, and women's basketball coach uh, at the time. and called me and said, I want you to be our athletic director. I did both for a couple of years, um, which was interesting. And uh, then just became full-time AD. And 
had to take a little time off to take care of some health stuff. But when I got back in, uh, I wanted to, I enjoyed the administrative side. So I have been an athletic director for eight years now, I believe, at, at three institutions. And so I'm at, at, currently at the University of Montana Western, which is uh, an AIA institution in, in Western Montana. So, but um, uh, as you know, Matt had mentioned and Adam and, and we'll try to chat a little bit about and, and feel free to jump in and interrupt if, if you have questions at any time. Um, you know, I always, when I was a coach, uh, and I'll never forget this interaction I had with one of my athletic directors, and uh, he was signing off on some paperwork and a, a check request or whatever, and I was getting ready to go to the final four and, and our coaches convention. Um, and he kind of snarky, snarkily kind of said to me, ah, you're just going there to network. And I said, and I was a head coach at the time. And I said, well, if I don't need to network with other head coaches, if I want to be a head coach at another institution, I'd, I would have to go to the athletic directors convention or the NACTA convention. And uh, obviously why would a coach go there? And so that's the, the, um, the, the puzzling thing about networking uh, when administrators ultimately make the decision on, on hires and, and who uh, is hired, uh, unless obviously you're pursuing an assistant coaching job and, and, uh, uh, and visiting with uh, head coaches in, in that regard. Um, I do have a couple of notes here. I, I do want to provide you a few little insights, um, especially with the, the job search process. There are a couple things that I think are, are key um, and maybe people talk about it, maybe people don't. You can find all kinds of information, obviously, on, on Google and YouTube uh, about uh, building a resume and your cover letter and all that and how to interview and how things should be and how they should look. And you can find all that information, but specifically to our profession, I think there are some things that are critical that, that'll help you uh, move on. And, and as I said, I have a few notes. Please don't be bothered by the fact that I might have to glance at them. My mother always said that you know, work hard and be nice to people because you're not very smart. So um, you're allowed to laugh at the bad jokes too. So um, they're on mute coach. So they're laughing. I know they are. <laughs> yeah. See, that's good. Um, so I, I, in regards to, um, I'd kind of like to jump into a little bit about getting that job and then maybe uh, Adam, uh, you know, if we want to talk about what that interaction looks like and what that relationship looks like when you ultimately get to campus. And so, um, you know, the first thing I would tell you is uh, I have good news and I have bad news. Uh, the good news is uh, you have to be what the institution is looking for. Um, and I'll describe why that's good news. The bad news is you have to be what the institution is looking for. And I'll describe the bad news part of that uh, as well uh, as I get into it. And for me as an administrator, when I'm hiring a coach, <clears throat> what I try to do, I really try to strive to hire um, enthusiastic, um, goal-oriented professionals uh, that put a premium on the student athlete experience. Um, you know, that's uh, certainly a catchphrase that, that you hear often now in our profession about the student athlete experience. 
but it's something you have to be talking about because it's important. And it's as important nowadays uh, as any. When I was first getting going and coaching, eh, you know, if, if, some, if some players were upset, uh, generally it was not um, uh, uh, paid attention to a great detail because it was somebody that, was, you know, was a student athlete that was upset. It's very important nowadays that everybody, as many as possible, are having a, a good student athlete experience. So, um, as I mentioned, I try to hire people that are enthusiastic. I think it's important that there's a balance of, of high energy and directed energy. And there's a, there's a difference. You can be a high energy, enthusiastic person, but if it's not directed, directed or focused, um, then uh, you can, it can get you uh, kind of off track on what ultimately your goals are uh, as a coach. Um, uh, Goal-oriented, I think uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, people that pay attention to details. Uh, I'm a detail-oriented uh, person. Uh, I was as a coach. I am as an athletic director. I look for those type of people. It gives you a little bit of insight, right? Um, similar, similar philosophies. Uh, and uh, I think the most important piece is I look for professionals. Are you just a coach? Or are you a professional coach? There's a difference. And if you're earlier in your career, that's something you've, you've got to decide. You may ask yourself, well, how can I be a professional coach if I'm only making $9,000 a year? Well, you can be. You've heard the old adage, dress for your next, next job, carry yourself in a manner that, that is going to get you to your next job. Um, but it's, it's, you know, a professional coach to me is somebody that is pursuing this profession and working as hard as they can um, to, be a, to be a professional. So um, when I hire coaches and try to put a staff together, um, um, you know, we're really committed, uh, and I say we because it's the institution, uh, to, um, to hiring um, people of, again, integrity um, that are very committed to the athletic instruction, um, managing your program. You've got to, if budget, budgeting isn't your strength or numbers aren't your strength or understanding it, get with people that can help you understand it because it's, it's an important part of the profession. Um, it's, it's an important piece that if you're showing this or, or demonstrating this to a potential employer, that's going to be uh, important. Uh, you've obviously got to support the mission of the institution and the academic mission, and um, obviously possess the, the ability to motivate um, student athletes. So uh, those are some of the things that, that I look for uh, when hiring coaches. Um, before I go into some of my insider tips, what kind of, I'll, I'll kind of let you jump in with some questions now or uh, comments that Adam or, or Matt might have. Gives me an opportunity to sip a beverage, which is water, by the way, Heather. Kind of flew through that fast, <clears throat> but um, that gives you a little bit of sense of, you know, um, I, I can tell you, it is the most important thing I do as an athletic director. Uh, some administrators may leave it up to other folks, but it, to me, it's the most important thing I do is hiring 
coaches and putting a staff together. Our head coaches know what, what my expectation is for um, their hires and their assistant coaches uh, as well. And so uh, I, I, I take it very seriously. Um, I also um, have, uh, I've probably applied for hundreds of jobs throughout my career. And uh, it's, and I've paid attention to it along the way. So I think I have a good sense of really what can, uh, what can help you, I think, take that, that uh, next step in your career. Um, if you have any questions, I'll jump into some of that. I want to, and I should have said, given you a chance to ask. Yeah. I think we do have a question from Paul. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Bill, thanks for doing this. Sorry, my video is not working for some reason. Otherwise, my face would be on the screen. Um, okay. You may be covering this in the next part or whatnot, but um, what's some things or what what jumps out to you on the application process, resume process, some things that we might be able to do um, to separate ourselves during that process, the people that we may not know already, you know? Great and great question, Paul. And I am, I am going to hit that. And so, cause that is, um, um, I know it's a concern for, uh, I think any uh, coaches that are, that are trying to, to move and move forward, move up. And so, so let me go back to that piece that I started with the good news, bad news. You have to be what the institution is looking for. The good news is you can get as close to that as possible with a lot of research. Maybe you have an inside person. Maybe you have somebody that works there. Maybe you have a friend, maybe you know somebody in your network that um, uh, knows a, a, somebody on staff, knows the athletic director, uh, knows somebody at the, at the institution. Um, that, research, that research, and that kind of alludes a little bit to what you're uh, asking, Paul, is, is um, you can do the research uh, and sometimes it's really difficult if you just flat out have no connection there. I have, <clears throat> and I'm going to bounce around a little bit because some of these things are going to come to my mind. So I have my designated call person. Uh, I have my list of references. I have five references. And I have somebody else who could serve as a reference for me and has in the past somebody I know knows how to talk the game say the right things, knows me well, he's my call person. If I have no connection at this institution, uh, he'll call uh, maybe somebody on staff. And in, in my position as an athletic director, he's a, a longtime uh, college softball coach. So he'll usually call their softball coach just to get some insight. So there are ways and methods. Years ago, which is kind of comical, we, uh, I say we, me and a couple of my uh, coaching friends, we would call the university acting like we were the father of a recruit to get information. Like we'd call admissions, we'd call, you did whatever you had to do to try to get information. The information is, is really important and, and it's difficult if you don't know anybody there, but that's, that's one of the ways to kind of uh, get some insight. 
um, understanding and learning about the institution with the advent of, of the internet and the growth of the internet, obviously you can pursue a lot of, of information. Uh, it is important to have that information as you go into that job search or that particular institution. You know, they call you for a, a Zoom interview or phone interview. You gotta be loaded with information about that institution. And um, again, uh, that's one of the ways certainly is do as much research as you can. I always say you should have one little tidbit of information that is like real deep stuff. Go deep into their website and find something so that you can mention it. Because, and here's an insider tip for you, the very first question I ask in the, in the first interview is always, tell me what you know about Montana Western or Northland College or you know, Pratt Community College. Tell me what you know. You have to know something. You'll be amazed uh, how many people don't know very much. We have this experience, one thing here, it's one class at a time. We're the only public institution in the country. You have to mention that. If, if, if I'm you know, on a preliminary uh, either screen interview or we've got it down to eight and we're Zooming or you know, now it'd be mostly Zoom, but phone interviews. So do the research. So you can kind of get to a place where being uh, you know, what the institution is looking for. Um, the bad news about that is you, you may still not get the job. You, you can be the best looking person on paper. You can be the best interviewee. You could have uh, Mike Krzyzewski, Kim Mulkey, you name them on your reference list. You still may not get the job. That's the bad news because you have to be what the institution is looking for. You don't have to be all those things. And so um, that's important because um, I've seen this with younger coaches or less experienced, let me say, that they're so intent on telling us, the, the hiring committee, about themselves that they don't speak to the type of institution we are, maybe what we're looking for, um, you, for instance, here's another example for you. You have to, you'll know whether if it's, let's say you're interviewing for a head coaching job and they've stunk for three or four years, really bad record. Okay. What should you be talking about? We're going to build this thing. We're going to build this thing. We're going to grow it. This is where I hope to be in two years, three years. This is, we're going to build this thing. What if you're taking over a program? What if you're interviewing for a program that's won 23 games a year for three or four straight years. What are you saying then? We're going to maintain this. We're going to be at the same place. We're going to be, and we'll go one step further. We're going to, if you, I don't know if you saw Kim Mulkey's uh, press conference the other day, uh, it's pretty bold, but she can be bold. And she's pointing at those banners, right? Final four, final four, final four. That's not what I've come here for. I'm here to win a national championship. I used to make that mistake years ago when I interviewed for coaching jobs. I didn't talk about winning championships early on in my uh, interviewing process. I always talk about the process. We're going to try to be as good as we can every day. We're going to, you're going to talk about those things in the interview. People want to hear you say, we're going to win championships. Even if they hadn't won five games in six straight years, you got to talk about it. 
Um, I'll pause for a question if I'm rolling. I, I'm pretty passionate about this. And, and again, I, I think that uh, if you get a few tidbits out of this, it'll certainly help you. Coach, question for you real quick. Um, the, at the higher level, we all know like guys are not interviewing for jobs or not really applying. The AD already has five or six. They go through a search firm. They go through somebody where they already know who they're going to ask and they're asking and then they just go down a list until somebody want, feels they feel comfortable with. In a position like you at Mont, uh, Montana Western, a smaller school or the schools you've been at, do you have people in mind that you're going to call or reach out to for a head coaching job or is it just strictly we're going to look at the applications and it's going to be a process and with nothing in the back of your mind? I do. Um, having been in this a long time, <clears throat> there are um, uh, people that I would reach out to that I, I know uh, if it's a basketball position. I don't know as many you know, football coaches. I know some, but I know uh, some athletic directors. And um, so within my own network, I'm going to try to reach out. I'm going to reach out to say we have a basketball position. I'm going to reach out to, to rising coaches. I'm going to call Heather. I'm going to call people I know, uh, and which includes, sorry, uh, a couple other um, uh, consulting firms. Um, you know, who's out there? What do you know? Who do you know? Uh, generally, people are going to let you know pretty quickly. That phone's ringing off the hook, um, which is kind of funny. I, and again, <clears throat> I'll admit it because I think it's important for um, uh, the group to know and the people that are here listening to is, is uh, the phone blows up. And I used to think when I was applying for jobs and I was a coach, well, why won't that athletic director call me back? I'm not, you know, hey, just touch base with me. I'm just trying to touch base with you, tell you I'm interested. Um, I'll have 110 applicants. Not till I became an administrator did I that I realize you can't return every single phone call. And I hate that because I, I try to, you know, when we get to a certain step, of course, a lot more communication that route, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to reach out, but I'm a public institution and we also have some steps that we have to, to, to go through um, in regards to following uh, uh, state or federal laws when it comes to, to, to interviewing. And even if I had somebody in mind, they still have to go through the process. When I was at Pratt Community College, I hired my uh, college coach, uh, Max Good. Uh, coach Good had been the, um, uh, he had been the uh, head coach at um, UNLV. He'd been the head coach at Loyola Marymount. He was towards the end of his career and I lost my lighting. Oh, well. Uh, he had been at, uh, you know, some division one, he was a division one head coach. He's towards the end of his career. Um, and I, I, he still had to go through the process and he joked with me and said, uh, I've never had to interview for a head coaching job in my career. Uh, we were a public institution and had to go through the process. So, uh, I, I, did I answer your question, uh, Matt, I, I think that, um, yeah. So Again, and then that's, it's, it's open. 
but you have ideas before with what's going on, obviously that, that you're comfortable with. And that's, that's good yeah. for people at, at all levels. And, and to, 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 um, to piggyback on that for our young guys here, I think our older guys know this, but our younger guys, it's really important that you know your administration well, because guess who talks? They talk to each other about jobs and admin, whether it's your president or vice president or your AD. You need to know those people if you're an assistant coach, a head coach, and have a great, not a good working relationship with them. So you, they can vouch for you and you have some, because they talk to each other, just like coaches talk all the time. They talk. So understand that because what coach has said, he's going to reach out to people he knows and maybe they know him if there's ever a job open. So it's a, you never know what's going to happen. So it's always good to have your ad, your admin, whether you agree with what they do or not in your back pocket as people think they can be in your corner when you're trying to move up. You really have to build relationships uh, around your entire campus community. Heather and I just had this conversation uh, a couple days ago or yesterday. Uh, you really have to build relationships around your campus community. Is anybody, uh, you know, uh, that can say positive things about you and it does nothing but, but help you and not just for your next job. It could be three jobs later uh, when you're trying to become a head coach or trying to take a big step. Um, and here's a person that that's, uh, you find out who's on the hiring committee, the Dean of Students uh, or somebody that works in residence life. You had a great relationship with your residence life uh, director at that institution. Hey, can you make a phone call for me? Uh, you can see where it helps. Adam, did you want to jump in there? Uh, uh, Brian has a question. Go ahead, Brian. Okay. Yeah, you, you mentioned that, the, you know, to find out what the university is really looking for. How do you have a sense or an idea of exactly what the university, even if you, you know, research them and uh, you talk to quite a few people, sometimes you don't know indent what exactly they're looking for. How do you navigate through that? Yeah, and that's <clears throat> another uh, kind of, as I alluded to earlier, um, you know, have, you can potentially have one or two people call and not directly to the athletic director, somebody in the athletic department. Uh, you'll get a sense then what uh, the institution is, is really looking for. But, but here's a really good tip for you. If you get to that first step, let, you get to that first screening process, the first step, um, you got your phone interview, you got your Zoom, everything's going to be Zoom, I think, from now on, I hope, because I hated phone interviews. But um, when you get to the portion of when they ask you if you have any questions, always, always, always ask this question, ask it first, and be ready to write notes fast. Um, and there's a couple ways you can ask this, okay? Uh, and, and the question is, uh, can you tell me in the first year what some of the challenges might be in this position? Here's a better way to ask it, and I'll tell you why. Um, I wrote it down. Um, so if you were to give me an offer and I was to accept, um, one year from now, what will I have done specifically to make you think this 
hire was an overwhelming success? So that question does a couple of things. First of all, what will I have done specifically to make you think this was an overwhelming success? It makes them see you in that job. So they're talking about you in that job. But the most important thing it does is it gives you insight into what they are looking for. And you ask all of them to participate, you know, in the, in the answer to that question. And um, so then you write down what each person has said. What have they said? What are they looking for? Because they're going to tell you in the answer what they are looking for. We want somebody that's going to come in and build a program to where we used to be 10 years ago when we were winning a lot. We want somebody that's going to recruit uh, really quality student athletes um, that um, off the court are doing the right things. Uh, we want uh, we want to see in a year from now, you've got student athletes that are great in the classroom and they commit more community service. We want to hire a coach that uh, uh, collaborates with other staff on campus and somebody that we can depend on to help us with projects. Um, you know, the next coach is going to, we're going to need some additional funds. We've had cutbacks due to COVID, that kind of thing. So you hear those answers and all of your wheels are spinning now, hopefully, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, so now you get to the next step, the campus interview, you speak to those things all day. You have an all day campus interview with every group. You speak to those things because now you know what they're looking for. That is one of the best ways if you just don't have an insider. Is that helpful? Actually, that was very helpful. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, um, uh, it's something I've been utilizing since I learned it years ago. Um, and it, and it works most of the time. Again, you, you can be the best at everything. You still may not get the job and, and that's frustrating. I would, another piece of advice I'd give you, <clears throat> and this is really hard. I'm 55 years old and I may still struggle with it. You got to get over, um, as quickly as possible the fact that you weren't hired for a job. It may be your dream job. You may think you knocked it out of the park and you probably did. And you may still not get the job. It, it's a part of our business. And, and you gotta get over the fact that you're gonna look and see who the hire was and you're gonna go, they're not as experienced as I am. They, I know this person through somebody else. They're this, they're that. You gotta get over it. It's, it's um, it was hard for me when I was a coach, as an athletic director, I, I understand uh, now because I know we're looking for specific things. And sometimes I've passed on coaches that look great on paper, which is a good segue. So we have an opening. I've got um, applications pouring in. I look at the resume first. I don't look at the cover letter, okay? Your resume, and that's why it's so important to have a good resume that's easy for somebody to read and read quickly. I do like 
a little bit of a summary of your career at the top. But if you haven't had a big career, you may not. If it's if there's not much to put there, don't put it there. Then get right into your professional experience. It's important to have one that that is easy to read uh, and gets right to the point. I start separating. Now my pile is going to get to if I've got 110 applications. Uh, all the committee members are going to look at it. Myself as an athletic director, I look at all of them. Um, you know, I'm going to ask them to narrow down. We're going to give them a certain amount, but I, I'm going to look at all of them. That's why the quickest reference is looking at that resume. And then I've got my pile. Now I'm going to go back and start looking at cover letters because your resume gives you the details of, of, of your career and, and your professional life. Your cover letter, particularly in coaching, then should start talking about, don't, don't repeat what's in your resume. That can be frustrating too as, as a hiring manager. It should start, you, you discuss your philosophies uh, in, your, in your cover letter and your, your, you, know, you want your passion to come out in that cover letter. Um, uh, again, uh, your resume, I, this idea that your resume can only be so many pages is nonsense. We are in the middle of hiring a new chancellor. You should see the resumes or vitas or CVs, they call them 25 pages long. So, you know, if your resume is three or four pages long, big deal. As long as there's not fluff in it, keep the cover letter to a page because that's the one, you know, you're going to read in, in detail. Uh, or I would read in detail if the resume has some interest. Uh, while we're on what your application should look like, that list of references, whether they call for three or five, whatever, always have five. They're gonna call for three oftentimes. Um, I always have five uh, and a good slice of, 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 of people that you uh, feel confident are gonna do a good job for you. That's their main job. I've looked at a lot of reference sheets that they'll have just, if you haven't worked for that person or worked directly with them in some shape or form, again, uh, if you haven't coached with Coach Krzyzewski or Coach Ariyama, don't list them. Um, just because you know of them, you met them in the, in the elevator at the final four one year. Um, uh, because you're, you know, you want to be careful not to waste folks' time. If you keep it to five, I know you're going to list the people that you've worked with. I'll, I'll, I'll get them where there's a list of ten, and then it starts getting into uh, name dropping type uh, stuff. So, um, I'll be excited if I get your resume and it has Mike Shashevsky and some of these people on, because then I'll, I get to call them and chat with them. <laughs> so. Um, but again, that's, I think, who you pick as your references uh, is, a big, uh, uh, is a big part of that application as well. You got to have people that you'll trust will do a really good job for you. Bill, that was like great. I took a lot of notes. Like, I <laughs> just gave you a lot of like answers, like straight up answers to the test. So um, that was really good. Um, good. Especially the question, the, the question to ask and calling up the admissions office, acting as a parent. Like that's phenomenal. I wish I had yeah, thought of we, that. <laughs> we used to do it in the old days. You could still do it, but yeah. <laughs> you know, any way uh, you can get information. 